What's up, everybody? This is Keith Sticks with Tsunami Cables, and this is Sound Off with Sticks. I've got my good friend here, Tony Paleo. How you doing, Tony? Hey, man. How are you, Keith? Good, man. Good, good, good. Woo. Super stoked to have you here in the in the shop and everything else. And um, we've got you playing tomorrow, the first Tsunami bass hang. I'm so stoked to play tomorrow, man. It's going to be great, man. So... Um, and we just got done a little while ago doing a cool round table. With, oh my uh, God, it was exhausting, but fucking awesome. <laughs> it was, it yeah. was. Yeah, it was absolutely great. Um, you, Steve Araujo, and uh, John Moody, and myself, and yeah, it was, it was killer. So um, yeah, man, so let's talk, let's talk about you, Tony. Let's talk about... Uh, <laughs> oh, I gotta? Yeah, you gotta, ah, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna do what I can. Uh, so um, I'm boring. Yeah, no, 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 it's all good, man. So let's start off from the uh, from the beginning. Where when did you start? Uh, well, first of all, where did you grow up? Let's start there. So I grew up uh, in a little town, Stoneham, Massachusetts, just like okay. nine miles north of the city, okay. and it was a plethora of music. Nice. For some reason, it's like the first white picket fence town, suburbia, north of the city. So it's okay. like where it's first, like the city stopped, and now it's suburbia. But it was loaded with musicians. Just absolutely, I don't know what it is. And there's people from there that have worked in the industry to this day that like been executives uh, in the industry now here on the West Coast now to like guys in the biggest tribute bands to just pure working people. Uh, it's something in the water. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I was inundated. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's awesome. So when did you start playing music in general? High school. Okay. The guy next to me. So I went to vocational school. Okay. That it was like 10, 11, 10 towns or something like that. I don't know how many, 10, 12, something like that. Towns of kids went together freshman year of school. Okay. And so you were grouped in by grade level and, and alphabetical. So you didn't know, most likely you didn't know the kid next to you. He might have been from four towns away. Oh, I got you. Okay. And like as a freshman in high school at 13, right. 14 years old. Right. It just so happened that the guy next to me, hmm. which was from like two towns over from me, and I never knew him, and it was hmm. quiet, um, was a phenomenal guitar player. Oh, that's cool. So I hung out with him. Mm -hmm. We met, hi, hi, you know, because I'm, I'm so shy. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, he was a great player. And oh, I cool. ended up playing with him right away, but... Being in that music circle and then being where I was from, the town I was from, it just kind of, it perpetuated me. And I'm right. still in contact with this guy to this day. That's cool. That's yeah. awesome, man. That's really cool. That's awesome. So that got you through through high school, playing, playing all through high school. At right? high school, it was, it, what helped me was, back then, everyone wanted to be a shreddy guitar player. Gotcha. You yeah. know? And I'm like, I felt more inclined rhythmically. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to play drums. Yeah. So what do I, what's me? Right. And that was bass. And was being cool. that age and being a bass player where it was a minority, mm -hmm. you could really get into a good band if you had your poop together. Yeah. So, and play with very good guitar players. And I was very fortunate to ride on like the coattails of people who had more skill than I did. That's cool. And I'll, I'll admit it. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, that's cool though. That's awesome, man. So that got you through high school, and then you got into college, and you went from college, or for Astor High School, What did where did you go? Did you go straight into college? or I went, yeah, I went straight into college. I played in a top 40 band, okay. you know, right mm -hmm. afterwards. Um, you know, went to Canada. 
I okay. played up there, nice. came back, went to Berkeley School College of Music, and mm-hmm. then I dropped out. Yeah. One semester. I'll never forget my Theory 101 class. I don't even know what the professor's name is now. I don't think he's there anymore. Mm-hmm. Sitting Indian son on the desk. Goes, the only reason why you guys are here right now is because you're not out playing for a living. <laughs> and my mind is immediately like, I'm paying all this money to hear you're here because you're not playing for a living. Right. So it kind of set me off bad. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. and then, um, I think I've told you the story, but I'll tell it for for the. I got in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got in a fight uh, with like a big German kid, you know, mm-hmm. like I think he was a trombone player, brass guys. Uh-huh. And at that time, I had really long hair and I was way skinnier, you know, mm-hmm. than I am now. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I would have got my ass kicked if it didn't get broken up. And I was like, okay, I'm down with music school. Yeah. But it inspired me. To keep up my practice. That's cool. To keep up my practice, and I went and went to engineering school. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, a couple. I got a degree and a certification in that, and mm-hmm. that helped me a lot. You know, yeah. at that time period in my life, and right. taught me focus. Right. And I, you know, kept up personal practice and studied with some some people from Berkeley, mm-hmm. you know, as well. So, and then some other private teachers, and I got through that, and you know, and I got into bands. I was. Again, a social guy. Yeah. So I found the right people to play with and right. opened up like a lot of national acts. and was in bigger, like heavy rock bands in Boston at the time. Cool. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. And then <clears throat> at what point, because you toured, you did some pretty good sized touring too. Um, you played with... Uh, My old band, uh, we did some shows with Living Color. Right. We played with Carly Simon. Yeah, so you played with Carly Simon. Yeah. And then kind of, you know, when I think the the real grunge thing happened. I didn't play that mm. at that time. I kind of grew my musical roots. I played in the reggae band. Gotcha. I played everything else, but gotcha, <laughs> you know, anything right. else, but, and then I did a lot of top 40. Yeah. And I kind of grew my more musical chops. Right, right. Then because I was playing like sets, multiple sets a night. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then from there, uh, you know, I went back and forth with day gig stuff and so right. forth and everything. And then I went in and I landed some theater work. Right. That was enough to, to float me. Yeah. And uh, I've been doing that for God on and off for years. Yeah. Right. Years. And it helps a lot. It's yeah. helped a real. I've been lucky. You know, I always say this. And this is going to be weird, but I don't feel I have any natural talent. <laughs> I feel I just got drive. Yeah. I'll just go. I'll just keep going. Right. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. That's awesome. Okay. Um, So um, we met through some recommendations from some of the other tsunami artists um, through um, Damien Erskine. Damien. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned you. Yeah. I mentioned us because he's one of the tsunami family members. And so he, you know... um, Gave a recommendation, and I believe uh, so did Derek Ogden, because I know I turned Derek on to them. That's right, that's what it was. I was like, I'm trying so to remember the connection. Damien I'm trying to remember. Was I met Damien through Derek? Gotcha. And then I brought. I don't know if Derek knew much about tsunami. Right. And so it was kind of a weird thing. Right. Derek to Damien, Damien to me with tsunami. Then, then yeah. Then. Derek, hey. Yeah. You know? That's right. Okay. Again, I'm trying to remember, trying to keep all you guys straight. Uh, um, <laughs> Full time job. I can't remember <laughs> half the things I do, but I remember those little weird incidents. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. 
Absolutely. No, that's awesome. Um, well, let's talk gear. Oh, you've got, I mean, A, you've got a signature bass, which is pretty I rad. I do. It's pretty cool. So let's, why don't you talk about that for a I minute? I have a signature Mike Lull TP5. Mm-hmm. What makes it different um, is I think I'm the first production, if you want to even call Mike Lull production. It's really, it's a custom bass. But, right. you know, it's a model. It's a real model that anybody can order. They can order that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the first known signature instrument ever. That I was talking to Kerry Noidstrand about this, that incorporates the Noidstrand audio big single pickups. Oh, cool. So that's one of the key things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's one other guy that, uh, Stu, uh, Stu McKenzie, he had like, mm-hmm. he uses big singles, but it's more of an esoteric instrument. And he'll admit that it's like an eight or nine string thing. Oh, it's yeah, an extended yeah. range, it's yeah. very particular. But, you know, I'm playing a conventional five string instrument that right. anybody can grab and play yeah. that incorporates the big singles and the thing I do with it it's kind of neat it's a brighter instrument I use ebony on my board I pull my neck pickup back closer to the bridge the bridge is standard and I pull the neck pickup back so it's tighter less scoop sounding and it's an aggressive instrument it's mm-hmm. like bang yeah. you hit a note and it's not like a jazz bass that scoop mm-hmm. it's more like poof you yeah. know it's its own thing not quite a music man um it's like if you took a music man and a jazz bass and blend them together. Gotcha. Okay. That's the Mike Lowe TP5. Nice. I feel in my opinion. Yeah. That's great, man. That's really cool. And um, Amps, you're a, a GK guy? Uh, GK. 100% GK exclusively. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So what uh, out of the out of their models, what are you what are you using? Oh god, man, I use almost it. I know, almost I everything. I know, yeah, I got auto heads. So I've got I use the MB200. The MB800, the MBF800, I use that a lot. Mm-hmm. I use the 1001, and I record with the 400RB. Okay. The older 400RB, it has a little bit of, it's not, if you crank it, it's not the politest. <laughs> and it has that GK little, yeah. little hair, little what they call riding the rails. Okay. And it just over, it's a weird kind of overdrive that, it's distinctive to GK. Nice. And you can hear it in my recordings. Mm-hmm. You know, my recordings are not like crystal clear, you know, mm-hmm. perfectly. I'm not Pino Palladino. Right. You know right, what I yeah. mean? Where it's like beautiful, smooth. No, I've got a little bit of hair in it. That's yeah. that's my thing. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I do studio work with like a P bass or whatever and, and do that. And I'll just use a tube DI and I'll right. sound good for what that is right but me right as a brand tony pulley brand i'm having a little bit of hair on my base yeah absolutely. yeah absolutely oh, that's awesome man that's really good um <clears throat> and then uh pedal wise you have a decent you're not a huge pedal board but you have a good size pedal board what are you using on the pedal board i have what they call a utilitarian board so i always <laughs> have i always have a tuner that's a right. kill switch right now i made a mistake in another interview so i apologize to Daryl Anders about that. I mentioned my studio compressor, which is I wasn't even using. I use an MXR, so it's always the a tuner MXR out to that to a dark glass B3K. Okay. And from there, it's usually an MXR octaver envelope filter, and right out of there to the bass switch. And I've gotcha. been using God. I, this is gonna sound horrible. I don't have an endorsement with this company, but I can't remember it. There's that 
I've been using another phaser powder too that I just can't remember what it was no, off the fine. top of my head. I have a, no I don't know, I'm not like Juan Aldretti, but I probably have a box of like, I don't know, like 60 petals at home right, or right, something right. like that. I'm like, you know, <laughs> but it's basically is always the an MXI compressor. It's always the B3K for overdrive mm-hmm. and a polytone. And then there's always some sort of filter, some sort of octava, maybe a couple of different filters to the bass switch, to the real bass switch, Mm -hmm. which I use live, which is very clean, Mm -hmm. and I send that to the front of the house. Nice. Okay. Very cool, man. That's awesome. Um, What was was the first guitar bass um, that you ever got? The first thing you ever got? Oh. There was one... And I hated it. <laughs> That's always a good one, though. Well, I hated it. <laughs> I, it's really embarrassing. <laughs> Which is even better. Oh, God. Do I have to admit this? Yes. <laughs> I just thought it was cool. Uh, but I quickly, I think within a couple of months, got another one and I sold that. I had a BC Rich okay. Warlock. Nice. <laughs> That's <laughs> How awesome. goofy is that? Hey, man. You were, you were ready I for thought that. it looked cool. I'm like, oh, yeah. this looks rock. And then I was like, you know what? This looks way too heavy for what I'm doing. Right, right, right. So then within the first year, I, I worked really hard. I always worked. I always right. did. I always was willing to do whatever I had to do for money. Right. I remember I bought a Charvel for $400 back wow. then, and which was a lot of money. Yeah. You know, to a high school kid. Right. And I bought a Charvel, and nice. I gigged that. Four string PJ, a white four string PJ, all the way, God, for a long time. And nice. I liked it so much that I built a couple of warmits that were like that. And cool. I liked them even better. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool, man. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Um, <clears throat> out of all of your, I have, a, I have an idea which one you're going to pick, but out of all your bases and everything else, which I know is a lot, um, the, sorry, um, what, uh, if, they were all in a burning building, and you had to run in and grab one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which one would it be? Of course, the TP5. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and I have, I didn't bring the TP5 with me out here, only because I've done a video with it right. for the bass hang with yeah. Steve Araujo. Right. Uh, but I also have a working bass that I use all the time. If I have to learn something really quick for a client or something. Gotcha. I have an M5, which an M5, a Michael L M5, for people who don't know, is just basically his 24 fret jazz bass gotcha and it's like a very modern mine's 35 inch scale because i play like an ape i play hard i need the longest scale (laughs) i don't need it but i like it um and it's just and it's nothing crazy it's alder um the fretboard is uh it's not rosewood it's slightly brighter but it's not ebony it's that i forget what begins the nem (laughs) okay all right i'm not sure yeah i forget you know and uh I use that, and, okay. it's, and it's you know, and that's my only bass. It's weird that doesn't have North Strand in it. Hmm. Okay. So, I kind of left. It's two thousand one. It was like a trade. This is, it's, it's obviously a way older instrument than before I started working with Mike Lull and getting my basses from Mike Lull. Mm-hmm. But I traded another bass, another newer Mike Lull for that. I have it wired in series. There's no pan. The pan pot's there, but it's bypassed. So and. If I get up and go and have to do anything, that's the one I grab. Nice. I mean, the TP5 is a killer instrument, and you know I play a lot of theater. I play a lot of my own music with it. It's mm-hmm. I don't want to 
kill the strings all the time. Sometimes it's like mm. taking a shotgun to a barrel for fishing. Like right. <laughs> it's just so aggressive. It's so gnarly. Right, right, right. You know right. that I I'll just play a jazz bass. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. That makes sense. Absolutely. Um, what is the worst thing that has ever happened to you on stage? So many years ago, I was opening up for a band. I was real young. I was still <laughs> like like my teenage years. Okay. I was opening up for White Lion. Okay. White <laughs> Lion. Nice. Okay. My aunt had an amp, which I, will, I won't name the company. Okay. And the fuse blew live. Oh, wow. And I'll just say it's an all tube amp. Oh, wow. And I was like so put off from all, to all tube amps after that. Oh. And the kid that was working with me and helping with me, again, I don't get rid of friends. This is that many years ago, and this guy's still my body, <laughs> you know, um, ran out to his car. I blew a fuse, and he got a fuse from his car, <laughs> took the fuse out, one of his like stereos or something right, like that, right. put it in, and it was obviously the wrong, whatever it was, but right. I think it was the wrong because. He got me through the rest of the night to the very last song. And I was like, okay. And it blew like towards the end of that. I'm like, yeah. well, at least I, I made it through. Right. And that was really rough. Yeah. Playing a big room and having your amp low and being down for a song yeah. and mimicking it, you know. Yeah. That's that pain yeah. I can still feel. <laughs> you know. I can see you're uncomfortable right now. <laughs> oh, I did. It, it really made me uncomfortable to the point where it became, I think that helped make me. A gear fanatic. Okay, yeah. And I remember Will Lee, which is one of the guys who I'd look mm-hmm. up to, say from you know the world's most dangerous band on Letterman, saying, you know, him losing a gig one time to not having a great sounding instrument, even oh, though his wow. playing was there. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of that. Like, that's so crazy. Like, here's a Sadowski endorser. Here's the guy who uses some of the best equipment on the, out there. Mm-hmm. And, and it really stuck with me. Yeah. Not that gear's going to make you a better player, but it can make you more professional of a player. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So. Yeah, well, we were talking with, you know, Steve and you and everybody were talking earlier, too, about the same thing is if you're a professional musician, you need to look professional. You need to have, you know, have a professional mentality. But that also comes with having professional gear that's going to work when you need it to work, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I so. mean, I hear guys say, oh, I bring one bass to a gig. I never have any problems. And I know... You know, a real artistic jazz guy who only goes on the road with one bass. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, if there's any issue, I know how to bypass the preamp and wire these pickups. But I don't want to do that. Right. Like, the show must go on. Yeah. I never go to a show with one instrument. Right. Ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you I know what I mean? That. Yeah, absolutely. So even if Nam, if I'm flying out with one bass, I have something else with, like, somebody usually... On standby. Yeah. Always. Right, right, right. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? No, absolutely, man. Backup cable, backup this. Right. It's, you know, so I got a rig today. My rig came from uh, center staging in Burbank, mm-hmm. you know, and I get my rig. There's two MBF 800 fusions there. Mm-hmm. Not one, but here's two. Right. That's, that's professionals. Yeah. These guys don't fuck around right. so I don't know if I'm supposed to swear I know I swore okay. earlier but like you can do it. like I'd rather just be honest I don't want to yeah. fuck around right. <laughs> I want multiple things of what I have to use to, yeah. to get my job done right absolutely yeah. yeah you don't want anything getting in the way of what you gotta do no so, yeah absolutely man um, what advice would you give your younger self calm the fuck down <laughs> I could try to do that to myself now calm the fuck down I'm an old motherfucking guy and I'm still way too wound up ah, you know 
I partially well, like it because if you're yeah. too calm, right, you're not aggressive. Yeah, to go for anything. Right. I had a cushy gig at one point in time. I had this little apartment by the beach, and I was like, everything was great. La da 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 da. Right. Don't get too comfortable. Right. You know. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being uncomfortable. Yeah, I think it's like <laughs> when the lobster like has to outgrow his shell or right. like, forget whatever crustacean does that. It's like, <laughs> right. And they have to grow. Or like, you know, instead of being cozy in a safe space, whatever. Right. Fuck the safe space. Right. Just take a deep breath. Think of what you got to do. I wish I planned more. Gotcha. Look at six months, 24 months, two years, right. where you want to be. Okay. I was having too good of a time. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's also maturity and, you know, being young. You know what I mean? Right. That's part of it too. So I get it. I absolutely understand that. I want, you know, not that it was a heavy party, but like, right. I had a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We all, we all did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. You know, we all did. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, this next set of questions, um, basically just like the first word that pops in your head. All right. So just like rattle them okay, off. On, Don't think gonna... a ton about it. <laughs> I know you're a thinker. Don't think a ton about it. Okay. I'm not going <laughs> to. Here all it right. goes. What's your favorite word? Do. Do. Okay. I like that. That's a good one. What's your least favorite word? Hurt. Hurt. Okay. That's also a good one. What sound or noise do you love? Boom. Boom? Yeah. You want to elaborate? Like, <laughs> just boom. I'm thinking of the one word thing. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I mean, you can elaborate. You can talk about them. It's just like the first word that pops in your head. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. <clears throat> if I play a low D. Yeah. <laughs> on that stage and it's a elevated stage and the subs are just right right and I feel it it's like fuck yeah that's great <laughs> you know like I swear to god like walking into like the movie theater which I don't go to the movies and you know and I have a wife two kids it's like mm-hmm. when I go and take them over the last few years the big thing we do like is we see whatever the latest Star Wars is in that first Saturday that matinee right and like the TPX systems are just overly loud yeah and like people like holding their head either ear sometimes where you know where I live and I hear that I just go oh that feels like sex <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah I know you're talking that about that feels I good mean, yeah exactly yeah there's nothing you know the sound it's of the bass that thunder that low end yeah, is like you end. know addicting <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> alright so the adverse to that so what uh, what sound or noise do you hate That's a good question. I don't know if I hate anything. I, I th- would have to think a human crying. Yeah. Because even bad sounds or dissonant sounds, I think, have a place. Right. I can understand that. Everything has a place. So it's not even a musical sound per se. Right. But the sound of sadness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It doesn't I mean, have you to have be daughters. Musical. Yeah. I have daughters, and I get. I'm just getting. I'm getting. I'm. Do you know me? I talk to you all the fucking time. Yep. <laughs> my emotions are right here, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's going on. When my daughters are upset. I'm fucking upset. Right, right, right. You know. Yeah. No, absolutely. So I understand it. Completely. That's the sound. Oof, that kills. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. I understand that completely. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Part of me 
you know, part of me wishes I had a, a psych degree. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. You know, I and another part of me loves the military. Yeah. So that's, you know, kind of yeah. very opposite in a way. Right, yeah. You but know, makes sense. But, you know, I do like talking and helping people if I can. Right. Yeah. You know, knowing uh, <laughs> I can talk. Yeah. <laughs> but I can listen. Right, right, right. No, absolutely. I can totally yeah, listen. Absolutely. I don't mind listening. Yeah. You know, um, fuck, before we started this podcast my friend called me with heavy stuff right right, from across the country you know it's like my friends are always reaching out to me yeah and uh i'm always in the air absolutely i mean you you've seen me you drive up to nam (laughs) when the fuck am i doing i'm walking around circles in a parking lot with a phone (laughs) in my head (laughs) i'm pretty sure there's photos of that online yeah there is is. (laughs) that's funny so that that's probably it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's a good one. I could yeah. see you, I could see you doing that. Um, all right. Before I last, ask my last question, uh, where can people find you online? Well, I've been meaning to redo my website. Mm-hmm. I've owned the domain basswave.com, and that's a goal that's going to be a before NAM. Cool. Uh, so b a s s w a v e dot com. But you know, you can go to Tony Pulio. Mm-hmm. T-O-N-Y-P-U-L-E-O-1 yeah. on Instagram, which I use a little bit. But you know what? You're going to put Tony Pulio in the search box. And there's a lot of Tony Pulios in this world. <laughs> this motherfucker is going to come first. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Number you know one. what I mean? Number one. You know, just because I'm it. just... Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm out there, you right? Know, so absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, and you do a lot. I mean, you do a lot on you know Facebook, Instagram, and you know Talkbase. I keep and up all my social stuff. media. Thing. Yeah, you do and I'm Tony P on Talkbase. I used to right. be Base Wave, okay, because my other love is surfing. So that's right. that where the Base Wave came from. B A S S W A V. I love to surf, mm-hmm. but um, so but I am Tony P, and you. I'll come right up on talk base too. And I get, yeah. I field questions oh, yeah. every day. Oh, I'm sure. Every Absolutely. day. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, last question. Um, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, dude, heavy. <laughs> Flan's over there at that table. <laughs> no, you know, um, I love it. <clears throat> have a seat. Chill for a bit. Here's your next challenge. <laughs> nice. I like right. it. Right? Yeah. I want to feed you good first, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can go. <laughs> I don't want to sit down and chill, man. Too long. <laughs> like, I don't want to do nothing. Right. I'm totally going to be, if, if it's reincarnation's a thing, if, like, the Buddhist aspect, you know, I believe, right. you know, where, you know, they, they you come back. Right. I got to come back, man. <laughs> I got to keep coming back. Yeah. I just want to learn a bunch of secrets first. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about the other people in the, you know, this universe where they are. Right, right. <laughs> right? You know, tell me those things That's that cool. we all hunted for and then kick me in the ass and send me back to this green blue ball. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> awesome, Jody. Well, thanks so much, man, for Thank being you, here. Bro. I love you and I appreciate it. I love you, it. bro. And, um, Awesome. Well, that was it. Uh, yeah, everybody else, thank you for uh, you know checking out the podcast and uh, check out you know base tsunami soon, cables, base wave soon, basewave.com. Yeah, yeah you check know. out Tony on uh, on Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff. And um, this is sound off with sticks. Peace. Peace. Cheers. <laughs>